great day today. I just want to say thank you so much for um, always tuning in to Mimi's message and being a partner and being a listener and allowing God to just um, release what he wants to release to you through this podcast. I always look forward to releasing the word of God. He has given me so much things to talk about, Um, but I'm just so happy and so excited and elated for this week. I don't know about you, but I'm decreeing and declaring productivity. I'm decreeing and declaring joy. I'm decreeing and declaring advancement uh, in what God is doing in this time. You know, uh, December is a joyful time. Why is that? Because, you know, in December, we celebrate the birth of Jesus. It's not about gifts. It's not about, you know, um, what you receive, but it's what you give. You know, December is a time and month where we celebrate the I am. You know, God given us his son to die on the cross. He was on the cross for six hours. Can you believe that? He was on the cross for six hours, dying, you know, being suffered, going through suffering for you and I, our sins. And that is a gift to be able to not have to kill a lamb or bring offering, you know, burnt offering. You know, in those times, they used to bring burnt offerings for every sin. You had to bring a lamb. You had to bring, you know, certain things that you had to bring to the altar to sacrifice for your sins. But aren't you excited and just honored and just blessed to know that God loves us so much that he gave his only son to die on the cross? Even the sins that we are yet to commit, the blood of Jesus has wiped it away. Isn't that amazing? That makes me so happy. Literally, that December is a time to reflect on the fact that we have a gift, and that gift is Jesus Christ. That gift is the fact that we are able to be on earth, have power and dominion, because when Jesus died, he didn't just die for our sins alone, but he died to gain um you know, to gain authority back from the enemy, to gain um, power back from the enemy. Because remember that, you know, um, Adam and Eve, you know, when Eve was tempted and Adam also sinned, that's, uh, that sin was a submission of power, of authority that God gave to Adam and Eve, that they gave to the enemy through the sin. But then God in his own might and his own wisdom and in his own power, thought of us and said, you know what, I'm going to redeem them 
I'm going to send my son to go forth and die. He's going to come as a man in flesh, but he has the spirit of God, the word in flesh, that he's going to come and dwell here among us and die for our sins and give us authority because he rose up on the third day with all power in his hands, okay? With all power in his hands and he gives us that power in that Luke ten nineteen power. So you have power to decree over your month. You have power to decree over your year. You have power and authority to decree a thing and it shall be. So I am so happy that you are joining me today on this journey of learning about the angels of the Lord. And I hope that the two podcasts about angels has ministered to you, has given you revelation and even wisdom and knowledge of who they are and who God has created them to be. And so today we're going to continue and talk about angels, uh, but I'm going to go in depth about what they do, okay? We talked about why we need angels. We also talked about their names, right? But we're going to talk about what they do. They have, you know, they are made for a purpose, okay? They're, they're made to be ministers, okay? Some of them are made to be warriors. Some of them are made to be worshipers. And so we're going to learn about that. And then I'm going to teach you how to activate your angels, how to activate them. Um, a lot of people have angels that they're not tapping into. They're not really, when I mean tapping into, meaning that, you know, you're not tapping into the glory of the Lord for them to be able to move on your behalf. Your angels are there waiting f- to move for you. A lot of things that, you know, I have come to realize in my own life, in my own personal work with, with the Lord, I have come to realize that some things is not for me to fight. Some things I just pray to the Lord and like I tell, I tell the Lord, release my angels to fight for me. And literally, there is peace with that because I find out my angels have fought for me in that area. And I don't, I don't feel that attack anymore or I don't feel that issue anymore because God has assigned some battles that only angels can fight on our behalf, that us human beings cannot fight. Even, even in the spirit, we might not be able to fight because there are some principalities, there are some demons, there are some witches, there are some even familiar spirits that only angels can fight for you. And so today we're going to be learning about the three, uh, you know, I'm going to focus on three um, main importance of angels, what, what they do for us, for you and me, for, for the children of God, those that are going to inherit salvation and those that have inherited salvation. So tune in into Mimi's message. I'm going to play a song by uh, Jacqueline Carr. It's called Jehovah Jireh. And I want to remind you that God is a provider. You know, there, we live in a season right now that a lot of people sometimes, you know, uh, in December, a lot of people feel like, oh, they don't have this, they don't have that, they don't have this, they don't have that, you know. But I want to, I want to welcome you to the Jehovah Jireh that I know. I want to let you know Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides, the one that provided the the lamb for for Abraham, okay, in place of Isaac, the one that provided for the Israelites manna, the one that provides for you, the one that provides, okay, for for your your community, the one that provides for for your 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 church the one that provides for you. I want to welcome you to Jehovah Jireh. So I want you to listen to this song by Jacqueline Cara. It's called Jehovah Jireh. And I hope that it blesses your heart, that it, it edifies you and it encourages you that whatever it is that you need, okay, God is a Jehovah Jireh. And you can receive what you need because you ask. 
you have to ask the Lord. You, you, don't, you can't receive without asking. And sometimes we pray amidst, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to pray for us. So whatever it is, I pray that during this time that you listen to the worship, you will pray in tongues, that you will pray to the Lord in your spirit, from your heart, in, in, in purity to Him of what you need. And then allow the worship to just saturate you and, and build your confidence and your faith and your trust in the Lord. So let's tune into Jehovah Jireh by Jacqueline Carr.
Father, we just thank you for today. We bless you, God. We anoint this time that we have together during this podcast, Father, for your presence to be known. I just pray and I surrender everything that is not like you, God, under your obedience, Father. I pray right now, Lord, everything that is not working working for our benefit, that is not um, in alignment with what you have called your people to do and your people to say and your people to um, encounter, Father, I just pray right now, the Lord, you cease it in the name of Jesus. You arrest it, Father. I thank you, God. I thank you, Elohim, for allowing me to be a mouthpiece at this time. I thank you for the teachings that you're going to pour out today. I thank you for the revelation that you're going to give us. I thank you even for the rhema word that you're going to give somebody to edify them, to strengthen them, and even to equip them for what is to come, for where you've taken them. And so as we learn about angels at this time, God, I pray that, Lord, you would decrease me and increase yourself. Let your spirit, God, encamp around me. Let your consuming power, Father, fall on me, saturate me. Let me be what you have called me to be at this time. Let me speak what you have called me to speak at this time. That every word that you have released, God, will be brought forth with understanding, with clarification, with revelation. And so I thank you for the listeners, God. I thank you for your sons and your daughters that are listening at this hour. I thank you for um, bringing them through 2020, God. It was not easy for many of many of us, but Father, you are the God that protects. You are the one that shields us. You are the one that covers us. So Father, we just say thank you for covering us from the seen and unseen. Thank you for being a hand of protection, for being a a hand of um, deliverance, for being a hand of healing, for being a hand of provide provision, of being a hand of shelter, Father, for those that needed shelter. Um, I thank you for December. I thank you for what you're doing in, even in this time, the the transition, the shift that is happening in this season, in this time. I thank you for, for the grace that you have upon the nations at this hour. I thank you for the the shift that is happening in the nations, God. I thank you for what you're doing, God, in the people, in the apostles, in the prophets, in evangelists, in the teachers, in the 
in the um, pastors. God, I thank you for what you're doing in the five-fold ministry at this time. The shift that you're bringing into the five-fold ministry that is going to birth out into the nations, into the people, into 2021. I thank you for that, God. I thank you for the humility that you're placing on the nations today. I thank you for the humility, humility that you're placing in USA at this time. Because, God, you are the one that lifts up the humble. So I thank you for the humility that you're placing upon us. Because your word says that, Lord... We are to humble ourselves before you. That you said, Lord, we are to humble ourselves before you, God. Humble ourselves before you and turn from our wicked ways. And you will indeed forgive us from our sins. And that's something that, that's the scripture that has been imitating, that has been being released, that has been um, being sound throughout 2020. And that is the humility that you want us to be, God. You want us to humble ourselves before you and turn from our ways that you will see and you will deliver. So I thank you for giving us the understanding of what humility looks like in your eyes, God. And I pray that you will continue to pour upon us the spirit of humility that we will continue to be a, a nation that is humble that bows before you even even when we are great in in things in 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 in, in resources god we are still humble before you so i just pray the lord every household that needs the humility of jesus christ the, the humility of the holy spirit to be poured upon them god i just pray the lord you will continue to continue to release humility humility upon your people because with humility god there is elevation you cannot elevate those that feel pompous, that feel prideful. So I thank you for the spirit of humility. It's a gift that you've given us in this time to keep being humble before you. Because when we are humble, God, you will elevate elevate us into places that we've not even thought about that we could stand. So I thank you for that. And I pray that, Lord, those that are um, worried at this time, they have a heavy heart, a heavy um, burden upon them, upon their shoulders. I just pray, God, that you will see their cries, their tears, their heaviness, and you will give them a a a, a, a cloth of praise. You will give them a cloth of praise. You will give them a spirit of praise, a spirit of joy, a spirit of um, comfort in you, a spirit of relaxation in you, a spirit of of ease. Yes, God, a spirit of ease, ease in you, God. Yes, a spirit of ease to help them to know that you are the God that sees all. You are Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. And you're in the in-between as well. <laughs> so I just thank you for that. Thank you for the spirit of ease that you're placing on my sisters today and my brothers today, God. So we, we, we just thank you and we bless your holy name. And it's in the name of Jesus, God, we do pray. Amen. Alright, so we've had a time of worship, the song Jehovah Jireh by Jacqueline Carr. And also um, the song that was played, it's called Oh Holy Night by, um, I believe her name is um, Mar- Martina McBride. I should know that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so let's go into um, the teaching. Today we're going to talk about the the assignment of angels, Okay. So we've already been talking about, I think I've touched about, you know, many times during this podcast that angels are messengers of God. That is the, the name of the, the word angels means messengers of God. They're not messengers of you and me. They're not messengers of anybody but God. All right. They represent God 
and nobody else. They don't represent themselves, all right? They are channels for God to use, to carry his messages, to minister to us, to protect his, his kingdom, to war against the enemy, okay? They speak and act in accordance to the instructions of the Lord, okay? Because their authority is the Lord. They obey God. They are under the obedience of Jesus Christ, under the obedience of God, all right? So I want you to remember that um, angels communicate the Lord's um, word, his law, his his um, his entity, what he says to us, okay? We see even in the word of God when angels appeared, um, you know, to those that were... Um, shepherding the sheep and they said you know there's going to come a time that there's going to be the birthing of Jesus Christ and this is how you're going to know that you are in the midst of the 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 great I am you are in the midst of the savior of the universe okay they come to give words to us we see um in Galatians 3:19 it says uh, purpose of the Lord. It says, what purpose then does the Lord serve? It was added because of transgressions till the seed which should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. So what does it say? It was appointed. The Lord was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. And who is the mediator? The Lord. He appoints angels to release things to us that we need to know, right? I want us to look at Acts 7, uh, 53. Acts 7, 53 says, it says here, um, Israel resists the Holy Spirit, which is the title. It says, who have received the Lord by the direction of angels and have not kept it? All right, so we see that angels, God uses them to profess out what he wants to profess out. He uses them as a mouthpiece for us, all right? So think about times where you feel in your in your own life that you, um, you know, um, had an encounter and you felt like it was an angelic presence, that the Lord was releasing something to you. It could have been through a song. It could have been through a sermon. It could have been through just, just you feeling, you know, um, in your heart that God is saying something to you, you know, God is releasing something. Sometimes you're just there, you're like, mm, I feel really strongly that, you know, God wants me to do this, you know, especially people who are prophetic, you know, uh, we have such a knowing, there's come, there come a time where you have a knowing in you because you're so close to the Lord, you have a knowing of knowing that this is what God is saying at this hour or or even releasing at this time. And again, I've always said, um, in 2020, God really opened my eyes to see, uh, even to feel and to discern when angels are in the room. Even when I'm at church, um, I can I know when angels have come in the room. God, God will allow me to to witness that, to to experience that, you know, um, and that all. Is because angels come with messages, especially in the church. You know, when the pastor is preaching and there's going to be a shift that's going to happen, God does send angels to come and release a word in the room, even release a word to the pastor. 
Have you ever been to a service where, you know, the atmosphere is shifted and the presence of the Lord is in the room? You can feel the Holy Spirit moving in the room. And then the pastor is like, I really feel like the Lord is saying that we are to stay in this time, in this in this posture of worship, you know, or or even even a deliverance service. And you, you could feel that, you know, people would normally people would want the service to go on and the sermons to be preached, but but then the pastor is saying, I really feel the spirit of the Lord in this room, even even angels staring up the atmosphere and just saying we need to stay in this posture of deliverance. So we need to stay in this posture of of meditating on the word of God. We need to stay in this posture, this posture of Selah, of hearing the Lord. Because God sends angels to come and usher us into where God is taking us to go. And also to release what is to come. Okay? To release what is to come. So let's look at Luke 2, 8 to 20. It says, um, it says this. It says, uh, I want to read from the NIV. No, not the NIV. I want to read from the New King James Version. I like that version better for me. It says, um, Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the field. And this is, you know, an angel coming to announce the birth of the Savior to the shepherds, okay? He says, Keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. And it's true, even to now, it's good tidings of great joy to know that to know that the Savior has been born for our sake. Okay? 11, it says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. 12, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God. A multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them in, into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And it's so beautiful because they did not wait around. They were like, we need to go now and see because we believe the word of the Lord through the angel. And it says 16, it says, and they came with haste. They did not wait around. They came with haste. And I believe that many of us, angels have been released in a room and have, and have said things to us in the spirit realm that we are not in haste to do. Okay, you see the shepherds, they were in haste. They did not wait around. They were in haste. So let's see, it says, and they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. What was told to them, the knowledge that was given to them, okay, was released in front of them when they went and saw it. They saw it with their own eyes. They heard it and then they saw it. 17, it says, now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning his child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. So you can see that the shepherds were a mouthpiece for the Lord. You know, the angels were a mouthpiece for the Lord. But also because the angels imparted to the shepherds what God 
told them to impart to tell them the shepherds became basically like a, a mouthpiece to announce to be basically a trailblazer to announce the 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 the, the savior the, the the birth of the child who is what jesus christ but mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising god for all things that they had heard and seen as it was told them many of us you know we 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 hear the angel speak in the room release the word of god in the room we obey in haste but then when we actually see the manifestation of the word come to pass we don't glorify the Lord. Look at 20. It says, Then the shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen. Okay? As it was told them. Many of us, we hear it, but we don't we don't go to see it. Okay? And some of us, we hear it and we see it, but we don't glorify and praise the Lord. So let us repent from um, letting what God tell us to be an idol to us so much that we don't raise up our hands and worship God and what he has allowed us to see and to witness. Also, we can see that, you know, angel, one of the purpose of an angel, you know, being a messenger is in Exodus 3.2. You know, we see that um, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, you know, um, allowed Moses to see the burning bush okay in that time the angel of the lord would always move about in that time it was very common for um the people of the lord to see an angel right before them it was very common i think that now it's not as common because our faith is not as big as it used to be you know um in that time people were very aware of meeting angels they were very they were more so like in expectation i think that our expectation has limited you know our expectation of the lord of the the ways that god speaks even the ways that god is able to do a thing our expectation has decreased in this time that we live in you know especially with with all the things that is going on we a lot of people don't expect god to do the miraculous anymore but i pray that i pray and i and i and i i decree that there is coming a time where our expectation is increasing for miracles. I, our expectation is is expanding for for the things that were were once in Acts in the book of Acts to start to manifest right before our eyes. Okay, let's look at Exodus three two. It says, um, let's see. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Okay, and this was Moses. That was it. that was basically witnessing the 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 um the spirit of the Lord. It says the the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So the consuming fire of the bush was what an angel of the Lord that was overtaking the bush because the bush was burned but it was not consumed okay three it says um then moses said i will not turn aside and see the great sight why the bush does not burn so it says four uh so when the lord saw that he turned aside to look god called to him from the midst of the bush and said moses moses and he he said here i am 
Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is a holy ground. A holy ground. We all want to be in that holy ground. But you know, you can get that holy ground. How? Through worship. Worship is a holy ground of the Lord. When you worship the Lord, you feel the fire of God in the room. You feel the atmosphere shift. And so that is why some people, when you're in the, in the spirit of the Lord in worship, they feel this is a place that the Holy Spirit is. This is the place that God dwells. And this is the place that angels are ascending and descending. You know, when you, when you are in worship, you you know when when it's time to stop worshiping it, it gets to a point where you feel that you know god is still doing something so i i still have to tap into worship i still have to connect in worship you know when you prematurely leave worship you are leaving the atmosphere of god and what god is intending to do during the whole time even the messages that he wants to release through the ministry angels um, you leave the atmosphere. So let us not prematurely leave atmospheres that God has embraced us with. Um, I believe that a lot of churches, um, I, I was looking in the Word, and I, I remember that God was talking to us um, in, in, in the Word uh, about how He wants His church to be edified. He wants His church to be edified. You know, in Revelations, we see how God sees the certain churches that he's not very pleased with. But I believe that we are in a season where God wants us to be in tune with the Holy Spirit in everything, in everything. You know, I think that's why in 2020 we find ourselves in, in, in a place of shelter of the Most High. It's like God was bringing us back to himself, you know, of saying, Hey, remember, I'm the reason why the the church is the church. You know, uh, I believe that we we got to a point where we were moving the church away from the the will of God, away from the anointing of the Lord, away from what God is basically birthing in the church. You know, we got we got too um, focused on on um. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Um, what what's it called? Those smoke things that people put on the stage in in the churches. Uh, we got we got too too um too distracted with um with titles, you know, with with uh, who's the coolest church. But God is saying, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, is what is important in the church. And every church has angels. So if you allow the Holy Spirit into the church, you allow the Holy Spirit to dwell and to take over the the service, you are allowing the Spirit of the Lord to manifest. You are allowing angels to do the work that God has released them into the church in the first place to, to minister and to do what God is calling them to do. I want us to look at um, Acts 9. 31. It says the church prospers. And this is what I believe that God wants to use his angels in this time, even even in the times to come to do for the church, to help the church, to have a fear of the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
you know, to be a church that has wisdom is very important. You know, and we know that the church is not just the building, but we, you and I, make up the church. So let's see what um, Act 9.31 it says. Then the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. Okay, God wants a church that have peace. The peace of God. Peace. Who is peace? The Prince of Peace. Jesus is peace. Okay, and he says we're edified. With, with peace brings edification. Okay, and he says, and walking in the fear of the Lord. Walking in the fear of the Lord. A lot of, I feel like a lot of churches don't fear God. You know, I, I think that 2020 really <laughs> allowed us to see the fear of God. To really see the hand of God. To really see that we are a nation that needs to fear God. You know, and it says, and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So it says, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Because when you walk in the fear of God, you have a comfort. You, when you fear the Lord and you do the will of God and you, you obey him, you have a fear of who he is. Not that you are scared, but that you are in awe of him. You are in reverence of him. You honor him. And so when you do that, you have a comfort of the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit is in the room, you know that there's comfort in the room. And it says, they were multiplied. They were multiplied. It says, and, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. So we want, we want multiplication in the churches. We do. But first, we have to acknowledge the fear of God. And then we have to understand that when the Holy Spirit is in the room, in the house of the Lord, we are not to move on. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but we are not to move on, but we are to stay in the comfort of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is released in the church to do a work, to do a thing, to release a thing, to to shift some things, to edify, to break some yokes, to make known the will of the Lord. So I believe that when we go back into churches, you know, when we actually are in the physically, in the physical building, and we're actually like doing church as we did before, meaning that we we gathered around, I really pray that we do not push the Holy Spirit out, or we do not stagnate the Holy Spirit, meaning that we do not just move on to whatever else we want to move on to when we know that the atmosphere is shifted. The atmosphere has a presence of the Holy Spirit in there. So we need to just stay where God is saying we should stay. So let us continue to be a church that welcomes the Holy Spirit. Let us continue to be a church that fear the Lord and, and, and are humble before the Lord. Because we want to multiply in every capacity. We want to multiply in favor, multiply, multiply in discipleship, multiply in people, multiply in ministry, multiply in a lot of things. But first we need to know that God is powerful and that we are to fear him and honor him and what he's doing in the church. So I just thank you, God, for this, this um, message that you've released to your people. At this time, because we want, we don't want to be, you know, um, the church in Revelations two, 
12 to 17, the church that compromised its beliefs. We don't want to be the church in Revelations 3, 1 to 6, the church that is spiritually dying. You know, I feel like God want to do, God has been doing a reset, you know, a reset for his bride to come back in position, in position for what he wants to do. So let us go back to the beginning, you know, let's go back to being, um, planted in the word of God, being planted in the will of God. The safest place, there's a song that says, the safest place is in the will of the Lord. In the will of the Lord. So let let, let us remove all the culture and things of this world out of the church. What disturbs me a lot is to see people um, degrading the church by bringing the world into the church. We are to bring the church into the world, not the other way around. You cannot bring darkness into light. No. We are to be a church that is confrontational. We are to be a church that is okay letting people know, no, that is not right because that is not according to the word of God. We cannot choose some and leave some out. We have to obey the whole entire Bible. So I just felt like saying that. I feel like, you know, um, God is really in the business of redirecting his church back to how he wanted it to be in the first place. Um, Let us not fight him on it. Let us not fight him on it. Because I I believe that in 2021, there's going to be a lot of miracles, a a lot of supernatural divine things that God is going to do but it, it takes obedience it takes obedience to do it God is not going to come and invade a church that we don't welcome him in you know um and I believe that God has angels in this season in this time that are in position to to help usher in that that spirit of revival that spirit of miracles you know um but we have to know going in that we are vessels we are the army of the lord we are working with god that we're not doing our own thing because the blind leading the blind is not good you know the bible says that a um a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways we cannot be in the church and in the world we cannot try to be something else and then try to be what god is you know, releasing us to be. We gotta follow the Lord and what He's doing. Let us make our angels, you know, uh, assignment easier. You know, let us not fight with the angel of the house. <laughs> you know, let us not do that. Let, let us embrace what God is doing in the house, in His house. You know. All right. So let us move on to ministering angels. I want us to look at ministering angels. Um. We know that, you know, I've said this Bible verse a lot. Ministering angels, they are a flame of fire, okay? They are angels that are called to minister. Um, are in all angels, ministering angels, sent forth to minister. You know, now about the angels, he says, he makes his angels, spirits, and his servants flame of fire. And we also look in um, Matthew, I believe Matthew, um, Matthew 4, 1, 2, Let's see, 1 to 11. Okay, let's see what it says. Matthew 4, 1 to 11. 
It says here, it says, um, Jesus tested in the wilderness. We know when Jesus was tested, right, by the devil. We know that. It, we know that, you know, at the end it says, um, in Matthew 4, 1, it says, um, let's see. It says, um, Matthew 4, 1, 2, 1, 5. It says, then the devil took him to the holy city and had, his, and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And the, the devil said, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you, which is true. God will command his angels concerning you. But, you know, we're not to tempt the Lord. Okay. We're not to test, excuse me. We're not to test the Lord. So it says that, um, the devil said, and he, and they will lift you up in their hands. So you will not strike your foot against a stone. And that's in Psalms 91. We all know that. But let's see what Jesus said to the devil, because this is true. You know, God will God will release his angels to minister and to help us and to, you know, protect us. But the thing is, we are not to test God. So Jesus said, Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to test. Okay, so when, when ministering angels come in the room, of course, the Bible says that, you know, be careful because the, the devil can come as a angel of light. All right. Uh, we know that Jesus was able to use the word to combat the enemy's words, okay? That's why you have to know the word of God, because when you know the word of God, you are able to stand on the word of God. When the, in, when, when the enemy brings, you know, um, temptations and brings false doctrines, you can protect yourself. You can defend yourself in the word of God. So we see that in 11, it says, then the devil left him. After, after the devil came to tempt him, you know, to basically test and to, to tempt him and to do all the things that, it, that the, the devil said to him, and Jesus gave him, you know, the word of God back to his face, then the devil left him. The Bible says that resist the enemy and he will flee. Turn to God, resist the enemy and he will flee. And the devil left. And guess what What came after the, after the devil left? Angels came and attended to Jesus. So angels minister to Jesus when when um, the devil was done tempting him.
does no other I can outlive Say the grace So you said love to strip them away. That we're free in you. If you believe that in this place, I dare you to just shout it out. See, there is no
and chains are broken over your life. Come on, I decree it over somebody in this place. There's somebody who walked in here bound. There's somebody who walked in here broken. But he's come to meet every single broken heart. Come on, he's come to meet every single broken heart. angels are are they guard gates and portals okay portals are like open heaven um when we look in genesis 28 12 and then 17 we see jacob in battle we know that jacob stole esau's blessing right and he was on the run he was running away escaping from esau um so let's look at Genesis twenty eight twelve. It says he had a so he he lay down. He put his head on the rock, and he lay down and he had a dream. So he said he had a dream in which he saw a stairwell resting on the earth. Um, and this is like basically um the Lord speaking to him. Okay, God speaks in dreams. Don't ever let somebody tell you that your dreams is not a way that God can speak to you. God speaking dreams. Look at the story of Joseph. Okay. Um, look at Daniel, okay, God speaks in dreams, even now, even today, he talks to prophets, to people, you don't even have to be a prophet for God to speak to you in dreams, so take your dreams seriously, write them down, pray about them, um, it says here, it says, um, he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. So the angels of God were ascending and descending on the stairway that was resting on the earth with the top reaching to heaven. Let's look at 17. It says, uh, let's look at 16. It says, um, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I am, and I was not aware of it. Um, let's look at what he sees else in his dream. It says here in 13, it says, There above it stood the Lord, and he said, The Lord stood above the stairway. He said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Um, basically, the, the land that he's laying on right now, he will give it to him. And this is God speaking to Jacob, okay? Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth and you will spread out to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. So basically he is giving him the earth. He is imparting into him what is to come. And it says all peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offering. I am with you and will not and will watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land. And I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Um, this is a great promise that the Lord imparted unto Jacob through his dream. Which is why you have to pray over your dream realm. That when you when you sleep, pray that God takes authority over your dream. Because, you know, just as God can take authority in your dream, the enemy, the devil can also come through your dreams. Okay, nightmares. Dream. I've, I talked about dreams a little bit on my discernment uh, podcast uh, episode. So you should go back and listen to that. At 16, it says, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, 
How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This is the gate of heaven. So who was descending and ascending at this gate? Angels of God. So we can see that angels, there are ministering angels. They guard gate and portals. Portals are open heaven. I don't know if you've ever seen a portal before. Um, portals open up a lot during worship. Um, during a time where God is releasing something, it opens up. And I believe that this was also like a, a portal in, in his dream that, you know, that opened up for angels to ascend and descend to show him um, what God was about to release. Uh, the presence of the Lord was there. Um, we also see that angels are guarding the the tree in the uh, Garden of Eden. Um, the Garden of Eden in Genesis, we see that gates, um, the gate means place of transition and shift. When you are going through a transition, you will see an increase in, in angels. As you can tell, Jacob was going through a transition, and so he was seeing angels in his dreams. When I, when I say angels are guarding the Garden of Eden, remember that when God um, moved Adam and Eve out of the, um, the, um, the garden because of what they, you know, being tempted, sinning against the, the word of God, when God said, do not eat the, the tree of life, do not touch it, and they did, God has an angel covering that tree. God has an angel at the gate covering the Garden of Eden. And I talked about this um, in depth in uh, the podcast before this one. So go back and listen to that um, and really get more information about that. But God has angels guarding gates, portals. Um, you know, in 2020, we, we move in, a, in another season, in an, another transition, another shift. Which is why, you know, before we move into another year, there's a gate that is opening for that year. And so we have to go through that year with worship. We have to go through that year with praise. We have to go through that year with with songs, okay? We have to go through that year with intercession and prayer. So when you are moving, especially when you're in transition from one place to another, from a job to another, from a season to another season, there are gates that are open. There are gates, there are spiritual gates that are open. And God has angels assigned to that gate. Sometimes the things that you are looking to happen in your life is not yet into your life because you are not positioned. One, two, um, the gate is not open for you. Sometimes you can pray and pray and pray and pray. God, you know, open the gate, open the gate. But God is a God of timing. And so he will open the gate in his time. And also sometimes... You are not in position, like I said, to receive that impartation of promise or blessing. Remember that Jacob was in position. He was sleeping at the place that God wanted to give him. He said what? I will, he says what? I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. So meaning that he had to lay on that land for God to impart that upon him. If he was, you know, still where Esau was, or if he was still in another place, then God would not be able to impart unto him where he's lying, that this is the place that you're going to lay. There's a place that you're laying, and that's the place I'm going to bless you and your descendants. So 
you know, maybe gates are not opening because you're not in the right position to receive the impartation, okay? Um, so we know that, you know, angels are increased when there is an, uh, a, a transition, when there's a shift. There's an increase in angels. Um, let me see. Um, so I'll give my personal story where I, um, that I had an encounter with an angel that came to literally come and protect me. Um, I had some fire that was um, released in my apartment and uh, it could have been worse. But before the fire happened, I saw a little bit of like an open opening happen, like a portal. I saw a portal in my apartment. And it was like a little, it was, it, it came, it came and it left within seconds. I saw it and I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen, but okay. And then when the immediately, like, I would say like, uh, after like three minutes later, the fire happened. And so I saw, you know, when the fire happened, the angel of the Lord came in the room and literally quiet the fire. I remember I said Jesus, like the fire was like everywhere, and I, I don't to to me, you know, to to anybody that is on the side, they'll be like, how in the world did that fire just not take over the whole place? Because God was there, an angel of the Lord was there to stop the fire. That fire should have gone everywhere, but it didn't. And I honestly like when you come into my apartment, you will see. Um, the mark of the wings of the angel on the wall. The wings of the angel is on the wall. And I've had people come and they were like, oh my gosh, that's an angel, you know, wings. You can literally see it on the wall, you know. And that shows you that, you know, angels do not just come to minister, but they also come to defend you. They also come to defend, okay. Um, let's look at, what um warrior angels do let's look at what warrior angels do they come to defend war angels are angels that come to fight in psalms 103 let's look at psalms 103 so we are transitioning into warrior angels i love for me personally my favorite angels and i like all of them but my favorite are war angels i love warrior angels because to me, in my mind, they are such armor. They have such an armor about them, you know. Of course, I believe that they have, you know, um, swords and armor armor on. Um, let's look at Psalms 103, 20 to 21. It says, Bless the Lord, you, his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Again, angels heed the voice of God. So when you read the Bible, they heed to the word of God. And it says 21, bless the Lord, all his angels who ministers of his, who, who, who ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. So you can tell that, you know, angels are heeding to the word of God. That's why Psalms 91 is such a great, 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 great word to, to speak over yourself. If you don't take anything from this, 
Psalms 91, Psalms 23, when you read it, angels move, okay? Angels move. It's it's a great um, protection verse to read, okay? I want us to look at um, 2 Corinthians 10, 1 to 6. We see the war in the spirit, okay? We, we see the war that happens. The angels are actually warring, okay? Let's see. It says here now... Uh, it says spiritual war. So Second uh, Corinthians ten one to six. It says now I Paul, we know that Paul, you know um, Saul to Paul, you know we know the transition and all that. So it says now I Paul myself, I'm pleading with you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence am lowly among you, but being absent, I'm bold toward you. But I beg you that it that when I am present, I may not be bold with that confidence by which I intend to be bold against some who think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. Remember that we don't walk according to the flesh when we are Christians. As Christians, as children of God, we don't walk according to the flesh. We are in the spirit. Okay? We are in the spirit. It says three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. There is a spiritual war that is always taking place between you, your spirit, and your flesh. Your flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing, right? Remember when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he's like, the flesh is the flesh is weak, but the, the spirit is willing. Jesus understands the, 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 the war that is going on between the spirit and the flesh. He knows because he was a man you know, in flesh when he was here on earth. So he, he understands how we, you know, live, what we have to endure, what we have to go through. And I think that's why he's an, an amazing intercessor before, for us before the Lord because he has lived our life. He has lived a human life. So he understands the things that we go through. So he says that, you know, for though we walk in the flesh, don't you have the flesh, the bones, and the muscles, and the blood in your in your veins, and all that, you are not flesh, you are spirit, that's why you have to take authority of your flesh, okay, that's why you have to let your spirit be in charge of who you are, of your flesh, it says, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they are not what you see with your eyes, that's why, you know, when you see people and I, I, I will say this myself. You know, I've always had a prophetic mentor on my life ever since I was little. You know, God was always speaking to me ever since I was a little girl. But when I made it my duty to know God on a deeper level, he allows me to see past people. When I say that, see past people, meaning see to your spirit, Okay. Many people are walking in the world and they don't see the spirit behind people, okay? But God allows me to see, not to judge, no, 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 not to judge, but to discern well and to intercede when I need to intercede and to protect myself when I need to protect myself, okay? So though we are walking in the flesh, though we are here, you know, on earth in the flesh, there is a spiritual atmosphere there's a spiritual realm that is moving in in the world when you get to that point where you see the spiritual that God is talking about in 2 Corinthians 10 
your whole mindset will be switched. That's why, you know, you cannot... <laughs> how do I put this? That's why, you know, the Bible says that the word of God is hidden from those who are in the world. They don't, they don't understand it because they don't see the spiritual aspect of the word of God. And that same goes to the world. There's a, 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 a principality, there's a spiritual entity in this world that we live in. You know, what you see is not what you see, if you understand what I'm saying. What you hear is not what you hear. Sometimes people will be speaking and you will hear the, the spirit behind them is speaking. You, you, you get to that point when you, have, when you go deeper with the Lord. You know, a, a lot of apostles, a lot of prophets... You know, and I'll just stay in this two arena of prophets and apostles. We can understand spirit. We can discern spirit. You know, we can pick up on spirit because we understand and we have been graced with the revelation and the discernment to be able to understand Second Corinthians 10, 4. To six. What does that say? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Jesus Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. What does this mean? This is discernment in action. This is discernment in the spirit. To be able to cast down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, you have to first discern it. You have to first discern this is not of God. And how you discern something that is not of God, you know the word of God. You engulf the word of God. You live by the word of God. You surround your atmosphere with the word of God. So when you quickly know that their spirit, a, a different spirit has entered the place or a different thing has come in the room or a different something else is trying to get in the place, you can quickly cast down the arguments, quickly pull it down every stronghold and make it obedient, captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And that comes with dwelling in the shelter of God. I would say when I was in high school, I didn't know the, the importance and the, the revelation of Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, or you know, 4 to, to 6. But the more you get closer to the Lord, the more you, are, you will come to the understanding of it. And we don't pull it down under anybody's obedience, but under the obedience of Jesus Christ because he went on the cross to die for us to to put everything under him and so we capture everything and we make it obedient to Jesus Christ because all power is in his hands okay so when you're obedient when your obedient is manifested is fulfilled then punishment to disobedience or whatever it is that is trying to come in your way will be broken down so our spiritual war is also not just in, you know, um, maybe somebody trying to come and attack us in the spirit, but also in our minds. The enemy likes to take 
authority in your mind. Strongholds start in the mind. It comes very, um, it comes almost like a, a hidden. It comes secretly. You don't quickly, if you don't quickly, um, you know, discern it, it can become a stronghold. That's why it comes in thoughts. Your thoughts become your actions and your actions become a, a habit and habits are strongholds. Bad habits can become strongholds. So angels can break strongholds. Deliverance. Deliverance is something that is powerful. It's powerful because deliverance goes against the devil. Okay. The enemy wants to find people bound, but God wants to free people. Shackles broken off, chains broken off. Okay. Healing manifested. Deliverance being birthed into people. Because when deliverance happens, okay, there is freedom. The 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 purpose of Jesus has been fulfilled. He died to bring us redemption. So deliverance is a, a form of de, a form of re, redemption, a form of freedom. Okay, the enemy wants to bound people, but God wants to release them. Okay, so we see that warrior angels. There there are a lot of warrior angels that come in the room during the, during deliverance. During deliverance services, there's a lot of warrior angels that are coming in to slay. And that's why I love warrior angels because I love deliverance. I love seeing people free from things that the enemy has tried to bound them to. And deliverance is not for everybody. When I say deliverance is not for everybody, meaning that deliverance, the 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 the, the mental of deliverance, the um the office of deliverance is not for everybody because um to go into deliverance, you got to be ready to fight the enemy. You cannot go in with timidity. You have to go in with boldness, okay? And and a lot of people, you know, are um sometimes God has assigned certain people with 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 the mantle of deliverance, meaning that they have a grace for it. They have an anointing for it to drive out demons, okay? But sometimes they forget that God has assigned them with angels, with warrior angels that are working with them. So when you are in the midst of deliverance, you're not just there by yourself. You have angels that are warring in the spirit with you, okay, to set somebody free. I remember my first deliverance that I went through that I, I, I delivered uh, two people, you know, um, I, I prayed. I, let, I, I was led by God to do it. Um, I was just put in the position. I just felt... And that that's another thing is that you gotta be in tune with the spirit of the Lord. You gotta you gotta be able to feel the atmosphere of God. I don't know how to I don't know how else to explain it. You just know you know, it's like when when it's hot in a room and then all of a sudden it's cold, you feel the shift and that's what I'm talking about. You you discern your your discernment is is very high, so you can discern when 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 the spirit of the Lord is is leading you to to deliver somebody. I remember I was part I was part of a group where we basically help people reach uh, freedom, help them move into a a season of freedom in their lives, and I was one of the facilitators in the place. and And there was two people there, two women that the Lord led me, and I literally God showed me them as free and then he caused me to um basically do a prophetic act around them you know i was i was walking around them and praying you know walking around them and praying and feeling the atmosphere of the lord and the room just became 
such a place that the Lord allowed that deliverance to take place. And everybody was just quiet and just looking at what was happening. And of course, people were praying, you know, but the whole, the whole room shifted. And as I was walking around the two women, I remember I was feeling, you know, I was really like in tune with God. And I mean, I even forgot where I was because I, God placed me in their, um, their atmosphere. He placed me in their lives. So I was able not to, so in deliverance, you, you see warrior angels fighting for you, but also you are able to see into the person's life meaning that what is bounding them what it what the enemy is holding them hostage on and you can even see the shackles you can sometimes even see the the tears that you're crying you you will feel a lot of things in your body you will feel cry you you feel like crying i was crying because i was feeling their pain i was god was showing me which is why you have to you have to release your senses to the lord because just as you god is using you to 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 shift things around to deliver somebody god is also releasing angels in the room to minister to you warrior angels to minister to you to help you to do the prophetic act to do the, what you need to do in the room to show um you know that the enemy doesn't have any hold on that person anymore okay so i just wanted to let you know that you know um angels are in the room when you are delivering somebody that you're not there by yourself there is a God God specifically brings angels in the room to guard the gates, to guard you and to guard what is happening. Because God loves deliverance. He loves to see his people free. He doesn't want to see them bound. So I want us to look at Psalm 91, 11. It says, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Okay? And that includes deliverance. When you are in the office of deliverance, um, I'm not going to go into the office of deliverance because... Um, in depth, you know, um, you're going to fight a lot of demons, um, because demons don't like you, first of all, because you are in the office of deliverance, you deliver people, God has given you grace to deliver people, so you got to be, I've never met a, a deliverer, a deliverance person, or a deliverance minister, who does not fast and pray, who's not, who is not an intercessor, or even a watchwoman, or a watchman, I've never met a, a deliverance person or a deliverance ministry that does not pray. Okay, it's it's not possible. You gotta be able to put your 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 stomach down, meaning you gotta be able to put your foot your your food down to pray and intercede, um, because it's not a place for um, a timid person. It's not a place for um, the weak. No, it's not. Uh, when somebody is possessed with a demon and the, the demon is, you know, acting out in front of you as a deliverer, you cannot just turn around and walk away or, you know, be scared. You got to go in with full force, with your armor on. That's why you have to know that angels, that you're working with angels in this time, okay, when you're delivering somebody. Warrior angels are always released during deliverance because... Though you might be laying hands and anointing a person and casting out demons and telling the demon to go, you know, um, God has released angels to fight principalities in the in, in the heavenly places that you don't see. Okay, let's look at Daniel ten thirteen. It says, "But the prince of the kingdom of Persia with withstood me twenty one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had." been left alone there with the kings of Persia. 
Remember that, you know, Daniel was praying, right? He was fasting and praying for 21 days, okay? Daniel was doing his work. Um, and because he was praying and fasting, God was able to release angels to fight the king of Persia. Um, Daniel, you know, Daniel's um, angel was supposed to come to where Daniel was. But there was a principality that was happening that he had to fight. So remember that when you're fasting, that's why you gotta um, be in tune with God when you're fasting, when He tells you to stop fasting, or when He tells you to continue to fast, um, because your fasting breaks yokes. Okay, your fasting breaks yokes. The Bible says that you know some things does not happen, but only when there is fasting. Remember that when um, the father who had a son who was possessed with the demon, and the demon would try to throw him down on the floor, even try to throw him into, um, you know, water or into fire to, you know, kill him. And the the father came and told, you know, the disciples to drive out the demon. And, and you know, um, the disciples were not able to do that. And he, they came to Jesus, and Jesus drove it out. And afterwards, the disciples, you know, went to Jesus after they left and, you know, quietly and asked them, why couldn't we drive out this demon? And Jesus said, some things does not happen only through fasting. It happens. So I'm just paraphrasing. Some things only happens through fasting. Okay. So Daniel was fasting for 21 days. Okay. And as he was fighting, as, as he was fasting, and that was his fight. Okay. His way of fighting is to fast. Guess what was happening? His angels, his warrior angels were fighting on his behalf. Okay, Daniel could not kill the king of Persia. You know, the kingdom of Persia, the, the principalities. All he had to do was fast and watch God release angels to fight for him. So, if you want to see some things happen, you want to see some um, strongholds released from you, if you want to see demons leave you, if you want to see some things cast out of you, you gotta fast. Okay. Revelation 23 says, And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. So we see how what happens. You know, when, when, um, when the devil was what? Cast into the bottomless pit. And they will, what will happen to the enemy? He will be shut in, okay, and sealed. So that he will not be able to deceive the nations anymore. Till a thousand years were finished. Aren't you glad that is going to happen? I cannot wait for that. I'm just so glad when the enemy will be cast into the bottomless pit. There will not be any more of, you know, his destruction on earth. Let's see Matthew twenty six fifty three says, Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels? And this is when uh, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, um, you know, that is when, uh, you know, um, Judas betrayed Jesus. And uh, the, you know, they brought all the armies to come and take him away. Uh, when we know that, you know, also that Peter denied Jesus. So basically what happened is the plot to kill Jesus, okay? And then the anointing of 
Bethany and then Judas agrees to betray Jesus and then we see that Jesus celebrates Passover with his, his with his disciples and Jesus um you know does the Lord's Supper then we see that um Jesus predicts Peter's denial uh then the prayer in the garden okay um betrayal and arrest in garden of Gethsemane we see that happen um and then Jesus says you know uh, we know that Peter was like very um Peter was like wanted to be a warrior angel I think <laughs> when he took the knife to cut off the um you know the ear of the person and you know Jesus said put the put your sword in in its place for all who take the sword will perish by the sword or do you think that I cannot you know now pray to my father and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels how then could the scripture be fulfilled that it may be it may happen to us so we see that you know Jesus is aware that angels can come and fight for him okay they came to arrest him but guess what he he knew for a fact the angels are in heaven in position to come warrior angels just in a second they can literally slay all of those people that were sent to take him out of place god could have released angels to take over but the thing is that that's not what god wanted to do the purpose of jesus was to die for you and i our sins going back to the beginning right of what i talked about to die for you and i our sins so you know jesus knew you know he's not going to command angels to come but he could but he's not because his purpose is to is far greater than that so i want us to look at psalms 37 uh 34:7 excuse me it says the angel of the lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them the angel of the lord encamps surrounds all who fear him when you fear the lord he has angel that surrounds you before the enemy can touch you he has to go through god he has to go through the angels around you okay and the angels around you delivers you i don't know about you but i am very happy that i have angels warrior angels that encamp around me that protect me okay that protect me i thank god for that so i want you to um ask the lord If you feel like you might not know if you um have angels around you maybe because you your fear of the Lord is not um maybe because you don't fear the Lord as you, as you should you know you know you don't, you don't reverence him as you should so just have a moment with the Lord at this time um as we take a break a song break an advertisement break and really ask yourself some questions about your fear of god um ask yourself how how do you see the lord you know how do you fear god how do you reverence in him how do you do that um And also I want you to look at Matthew 2:13 and Acts 
44. This is when Cornelius, the angel instructed Cornelius to send for Peter. And also, this is when, um, you know, um, an angel came to warn Joseph that he, he should take Jesus to Egypt, flee to Egypt, because we know that Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Um, so with that said, I want to ask you, what has God told you to do in this hour, in this season that you find yourself, that you are not doing? You know, um, he might he might have come through a sermon or a song or even in this podcast to let you know to do something. There is something that God is telling you to do. Sometimes your disobedience block a release that God want to bring into your life. You know, um, it says in Acts ten forty four. When Cornelius, you know, when the angel instructed Cornelius to send for Peter. And he did. You know, God gave Peter a vision to prepare his heart for witnessing to Gentiles. When, when um, you know, Cornelius and Peter met, Peter shared the good news. And the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. God uses angels to guard his people and to guide them. But he also uses people to do his work. So what is it that you're not being obedient to? You know, maybe they, maybe your angel have done his or her, you know, maybe your angel have done their part, but you are still not doing your part. So during this time of advertisement and worship, that I'm just going to play a song, I want you to take this time to really reflect on what you need to obey the Lord in and what you need to do to bring back your fear of God. All right, so let's take a moment to listen to this advertisement. Singing 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Mimi's message today. I hope that you've been blessed. If you want to sow, you can sow through this um, different type of sowing in the ministry. Or you can also um, PayPal us. So you can send PayPal to MimiArtCanvas at Yahoo.com, which is M-I-M-I-A-R-T-C-A-N-V-A-S at Yahoo.com. Or you can uh, cash us cash up as at canvas and communion uh so basically dollar sign c-a-n-v-a-s-a-n-d-c-o-m-m-u-n-i-o-n uh if it's placed on your heart if the lord places it on your heart to sow into the ministry and uh, if you feel like you've been blessed uh you can definitely sow uh and i pray that god will open up um the heavens and pour you down a blessing uh, that you will not have room enough to receive. Of course, uh, remember to pay your tithes and your offerings to your local church that you attend. Um, sowing is after you have already given your tithes and your offerings to your local church. So um, I just pray that God will bless you when you sow to the ministry and to um, Canvas, uh, um, to basically Mimi's Message uh, podcast. 
So I pray that you have a blessed night and that you remember that your angels are guarding and looking after you while you sleep. Also helping you while you're awake and uh, doing the will of the Lord that God has called you to do, that they are with you, that nothing can harm you.